This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and I have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Hey, Gina, how you doing, honey? I'm so glad you're here to help me out. I'm here again as we talk today <laughs> yes. about a very important, as very all topics important. are very important, but this one is extremely important when it comes to mental health mm-hmm. and abuse and yes. talking about mental abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Which when we talk about abuse, we don't always think about the mental toll it takes. We think about exactly. physical abuse. Exactly. And today, not to be a man hater, maybe I am a little bit, but not much of a man hater. <laughs> Just joking. I love my brothers and my husband. Anyways, this is typically uh, a female-dominated situation for the most part. Right. Emotional abuse. Um, not to say that men are not emotionally abused or physically abused. They are. But this is pretty much uh, kind of a woman thing. So for today's conversation. Yes, ma'am. We are talking about abuse that a woman would experience. Sure, but it could carry over. You but know. it could carry over mm-hmm. to a man experiencing some of the same. But for today's sure. discussion, we will talk about it in terms of a woman experiencing emotional mm-hmm. abuse, not mm-hmm. to say that physical abuse, that's another discussion. But today, well, we're it'll be part of this as well. Part of this as because well. Because okay. it is, they de- usually emotional ab- abuse generally will kind of uh, escalate into physical. Okay. If it's All even right. just, you know, physical means like shoving or, okay. you know, pushing, shoving, tripping, hurting, okay. you know, black eyes and then, you know, death. You know, these these things happen. This just isn't on ID. It okay. happens. I deal with this every day in my practice. Um, but the, the biggest one, though, like you're saying, is emotional abuse. Okay. There is a lot of emotional abuse that goes on with women that um, don't understand where it came from or how it happened, which we're going to cover today, or what to do about it. So what we know is 50% of women in an emotionally, physical, violent, emotional relationship will go back. Why the hell do you think that is? If somebody's that shitty to you, why would you ever go back, right? Isn't that the common question that everybody says? Why would you go back? What is wrong with you? What are you thinking? I think people probably go back because they're, it's what they know, first of all. Yes. And they think that whoever has the abuser... Yeah. Has made them a promise. I will never do this again. I promise you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will never do it again. It was a one-time thing. I'm never going to do it again. Mm -hmm. So just come back and it'll all be better. Sure. But you know what, Gina? It starts even before that when they start dating, when they start going out. We initially do not see the red flags. Would you agree with that? Red flags in in, in relationships that you have, if you're looking at other people that are in emotionally abusive relationships. Sure. And, you know, similar to many other things in life, one of the things that are not positive for us, you'll find that these relationships come on fast and hard. He's Prince Charming, does everything for me. He's the greatest guy I could ever imagine. He's too good to be true. That should be your first red flag. (laughs) And then the shoe drops. (laughs) And then the shoe drops. Then it's like... And the behaviors start. It does. It does. It starts controlling. Different things start. Is there a pattern that you would see? Initially, it's it's first, it's small little jabs. Well, 
Yeah. Well, judgment, um, possessiveness. First of all, possessiveness is misconstrued by the woman as love and jealousy because he's just so in love with me. He doesn't want anybody else to have me. Isn't that awesome? Until you can't see your mother, can't see your brother, can't go to work anymore and can't leave the house. Does he realize that he's being abusive? Um, Maybe. But I don't think he really cares. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Um, they will deflect and say, you drove me to do whatever I do, to say what I do, or to hurt you in some way. You've driven me to that point. That's kind of how that goes. And then the woman takes that on as their, that they caused the situation. I made him crazy. Is that what happens? That's gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Men will often use that. And we can get in, we'll get into that later. Okay. But typically in the beginning... We call the man or the woman who represents himself to them as the representative, okay? This isn't who they truly are. So let's say I came at you all big and bad, and you're not going here, you're not wearing that, you're not going out with your, I don't like your mother, I don't like your brother, I don't like your family. You would say, oh, okay, that's it. I'm not into you, I'm out, right? right. So yeah. they know better. They, they're manipulative enough to start with you originally with this love bombing, as okay. they call it, gifts and and trinkets and spending time with you and compliments and you know uh, affection and just love bombing you to death until you're so deep you you think you're madly in love right just okay. absolutely madly in love with somebody then slowly but surely their true identity they can only play nice and normal for so long and then their true identity starts coming to the surface and that's when things get ugly okay. and it starts in small increments like, did you hear what your mother said to me when we were over at her house the other day? No, I didn't. What do you mean? Oh, well, well, you're in the other room. She said something to the effect like, are you ever going to get a better job? Blah, blah, blah. I forget what it was, but it was really a dig and I didn't like it. Is it always true? What no. the- Usually so- isn't. It's oh. usually their way form of man- manipulation. Okay, so this conversation may have never happened. May have never even happened. Or maybe it did. Or maybe right. it did. Maybe it was said like, are you, moving- are you getting another job? Okay. I wasn't sure if you were getting another job or not, are you? And instead he took it as a personal attack because usually men, women like this are extremely insecure and paranoid. So anything that you say to them, they take personally. Ah, so it may not even be that it was, a, it was just a conversation. Just, just a conversation. In passing. Yeah. And so slowly but surely your world starts getting a little smaller and a little smart, smaller. They start getting judgmental. They start telling you, you know, how stupid you are. How would you not notice that? Um, or, you know, it could be any number of things. Um, you know, very possessive, isolating you. So you, now you're not calling your mom. You're not spending time right. with your friends. Um, even your children, God forbid you go into this relationship with children, you find him starting to attack your children or telling you that you're not a good mother to your children and that you don't focus enough on your relationship with them. One, once again, it's if you would just do this, then I wouldn't be like that. The if-then statement. Mm-hmm. Right. And then slowly but surely it builds up and gets worse. Right. And then the woman is stuck. Stuck. Or she, feels stuck. Not necessarily is stuck, feels stuck, but feels stuck. And it is that when a woman is in this situation, is that 
is that a, a common or um, what what is expected? That feeling of like I'm stuck. There's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else I can do. That hopelessness. Sure. Is that common for the the person in this situation? It is at the very end when they've made a decision to think that that they want to leave. Right. But before that, these people are in love with them. Yeah. It's a whole mental game. It's a whole brainwashing. Look at it like that. They are brainwashed to think that what they are doing is wrong. Whatever they're doing is messing with um, their partner that is upsetting their partner. So if they would just act better and do what they asked, then they wouldn't have this trouble. Okay. What about the person who says, you know what? He's just never been in a good relationship where he sees how this, how the good. Fixer. Are, the fixer. Yeah. Like I can, I can love this out of him or I can, I can help him. I can make him better. I can mm-hmm. make him overcome this. Mm-hmm. Does that ever work? No, not, not typically, okay. not typically not be, And you can judge that from their past relationships. What have their past relationships look like? If you start dating uh, someone who says, um, well, he was an asshole. She was an asshole. She cheated on me. He cheated on me. This, that, or the other thing. There's always everybody in their past was crazy, nuts, or didn't understand me, and I had to get rid of them. That's usually a red flag. Okay. What about the situation where you've got a friend group and the friend group says, oh my gosh, he's such a great guy. He's so good to you. He always gets your door. He always buys you this. He always does this. He always does that. You, this peer group believes all of this about this person. Yeah. And you say in your mind, yeah, he does. But when we get home, this happens. Like, how sure. do you, you know, uh, how do you tell your, your peer group that, that's not how it really is. Like, well, I, I that, mean, that, not until you're ready to leave because the front man's out again. Okay. Because any number, I've seen these cases over and over again with women I've worked with that I, I help them escape. And um, that, you know, if you, Liz, if you were to meet him or any one of my friends, they'd say he's the greatest guy, the nicest lady or whatever it may be, the greatest person they've ever known. They would never suspect this. And that's because the front man's out there. Okay. Then they get in the car and they get a backhand. Yeah. Or they get in the car and they go, your dress was too short. You were checking out so-and-so. That's if they even allow you to go out or have friends or mingle. You know, every case is different. Sure. And the severity of the case is different. But um, for the most part, they kind of want to ownership and control. This is where people lose uh, understanding about what abuse is all about. It's all about control. It has nothing to do with love or feelings. So they don't take, um, they don't have relationships. They take hostages. All right. They take a victim on these people. They know exactly what they're doing. They're extremely insecure. They take, they find somebody they know they can manipulate that they can get them to think the way they do, and they will convince them that they're the person that is wrong, and they're and the abuser is the person who is right. It, does the person who's being abused does she realize that this is a game for him? Not not typically, because during the brainwashing process, when somebody's working on you, once again, we're talking about abuse here. Um, that's the topic of this conversation, emotional abuse. It is a brainwashing. People are brainwashing you to think the way they are teaching you to think. Are you familiar with Stockholm syndrome? Right. Yeah, that's what this is, empathizing with your captor. With your captor. All right, that's an interesting way to put it. When, When he says, oh, but I love you, 
that's why yes. I criticize how you looked because I didn't want you to go out in public looking like that. Mm-hmm. Does he really feel love? I don't think so. No, no. It's more about control. It's more about control. They are usually very self-centered people. They can also be very narcissistic. And I hate that word because so many people use it wrong. They use it in the wrong context, but they can be very narcissistic and everything is a possession or something that will benefit them. So in the life of Facebook, in the world of Facebook that we live, many of these people want to show this perfect, this woman might or man might fit their object of what a perfect relationship looks like. And this is what you're seeing all over Facebook and that's what they want, but they really don't love you. You serve a purpose for them. It can be financially too. You can be bringing in more money or as much money. You can be bringing in all the money and doing everything and they'll tell you you're lazy, no good, never amount to anything and you're never gonna, you know, this, Mm -hmm. that, or the other thing. You know, it's amazing how they can find things to pick at you are things that aren't even reality. Social media, what kind of impact uh, what kind? Well, how does social media impact this behavior? Or how does social media promote this abusive behavior? Well, I would say that, you know, well, I, I, I mean, in a positive light, social media has been able to at least expose many of these people for who they are. But even at that, even at that, um, and I'll ask you what point you're trying to get to with that, because you must have something on your mind. But even on in social media, a lot of women have been able to connect with each other to find men that have manipulated them out of million, you know, thousands right. and thousands of dollars. And this is how I know him. Do you know him? And this is what happened to me. And this is what happened to you. And then as it goes on, God forbid, if you're involved in this person for any length of time and you start having children with them, then it can get even uglier. Right. No, okay. All what were you good. Gonna say? Yeah, no, no, no. All good answers. My, my, I guess my question is, does social media, has social media made this problem worse? Well, I guess it could as far as the insecurity level of your perpetrator. Okay. Of your abuser. Right. You know, your abuser, if you're, if you're on social media, they're never going to stand for it unless you have just the right people. You're talking only to the right people. I think that social media has definitely engaged a lot more paranoia in conversations that you would have had with somebody, a male or female, that are benign that they have taken as some kind of love connection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really amount to anything. So if a woman or a man finds himself in a, a verbally abusive relationship mm-hmm. and they realize that it's, you know, when they go out or they see their family or when they, you know, wear something specific, it doesn't matter what the reason is. Mm-hmm. Verbal abuse is always wrong, no matter what, sure. what exasperated the comment, yeah, whatever caused the comment or mm-hmm. whatever. So you realize you're in this relationship. What's the first step the person who's being abused well, takes. a lot of women and a lot of women do not leave because they are stuck with children, right. which often, and, and I have seen this, children being taken away because the police have been called to the home when it's gotten to physical, yeah. to the physical aspect, that the, a mother of two will lose her children because he's getting physical with her or with the children and she still stays with him. That's how big the mental game is. That is why it's so important that you just cannot say to somebody, just leave. 
Just leave. Come on and leave. Often these women are still in love with them. That's why. The are they truly in love or they think they're in love? They think they're in love. They think, they think they're, they're in love because this is their possessor. Right. This is their Stockholm syndrome. This is their and captor. They and they don't know any better. They don't know, they don't know a better situation. Or if they, they have. Can't, they can't phenom you know, fantasize about right. any other kind of life without them in control. And it's because it didn't start this way. It started yes. off with you know, roses and gifts and- Exactly. And They're always hoping for comment, the yeah, representative right. to come back into the picture because I know what a man he can be. Right, yeah. Bullshit. Sure. That's, that, was, that was this much, I'm showing an inch here, of an entire two, 10, 15, 20 year relationship, right? Okay. That's how long these go on. You know, and because of this, because of what goes on in, with domestic violence and these issues, the police have now- come in and will not allow you to retract your statement and not file charges. Thank God. Oh, That's once, how so many men were getting away with this and women getting away so with once it. So once a report has been made. It, it, they, they will file the charges if you won't. Because I don't know if you ever used to watch cops, but every single time they'd be right. called to a domestic violence or some dude without a T-shirt on standing there going, she come over here and I beat the hell out of her. You know, and she's going, baby, I love you, right? And the next thing you know, I don't take him to jail. You know, so that's right. over now. You so can't now do they that. take him no matter what. They take him no matter what. If no you're not going to take care of yourself, we're going to take care of it for you. So go back to you said you can't just say leave, just leave. That's yeah. what if, if that's not what to say to a friend, what do you say to someone who you know is we in a situation? We have to make a plan. Okay. We have to make a plan between you and I, because often you have to convince this person you cannot tell him because they feel so racked with guilt if they keep anything to themselves. Okay. Right? Right. Um, and you, um, let's make a plan. I need you, you know, tell me when you're ready to go. And in between that time, there's some things that we need to do to help you. So you need to collect all important documents that you have, as many as you can, your credit card, passports, um, past bills, birth certificates, utilities, W-2 forms, so you can show what kind of money you have. Even if you only can make copies and put everything back where it was, right. that is very helpful. Also, you have to kind of play their game. And once you've made the decision to go, this is a little easier. You know how to handle them. What's our financial situation? What kind of money do we have? What do I know about what we have, right? Another right. reason, though, to be fearful to leave, because he may cut off the money or he may try to kill you, right? Um, so- then you have to start opening up to loved ones. This is a situation I find myself in. If I need to escape in a hurry, can I come here? When I'm ready to go, what kind of shelters are out there for me? Where can I go? And probably that's hard. That's a really hard step oh, because yeah. the person who's been in this relationship hasn't really been honest with mm -hmm. their mother, their sister, their aunt, their cousin, their nephew, whomever. They haven't been honest mm -hmm. with their family or their friends. However, I will say probably that family member has suspected something's going on. Oh, yeah. They've known so, for years. Right. So they're not going to be all that surprised when that person comes to them and says, hey, listen, if I have to go, will you take mm -hmm. me in? Absolutely. Yeah. And I implore families to be open to that. Even if you haven't talked to them in 10 years, there is a mental game that goes on here that is very difficult to get out of. It is not as easy as one would think mm -hmm. because often these women are still in love or think they're in love with this person and, or they think that he will find me anywhere. And as I mentioned at the beginning, abusers and women being abused uh, will go back over 50% of the time. Yeah. 
This is not like a one-shot deal. Hopefully it is, but many times it isn't. And one of the biggest things that they do wrong when they leave is tell the abuser they're leaving. It's the best thing to do is make an escape. You okay. make a plan, you make your copies, you have your things, you have things in order, and you leave. So what do I do for money? Well, you know, you ask family and friends, can I stay with you for a little while? You change your phone number or get rid of your phone completely because you may have trackers. I have patients who have trackers have, that have been stuck in their cars, have been stuck on their phones, right. things like that. So you get rid of all of those things on how they can find you. Memorize phone numbers because they may take your phone. So okay. you want to memorize your phone numbers. And have a code word for the family, you know, of when, okay, it's black, you know, things are really bad right now. I'm going to text something to you. And that means get the police here immediately. Okay. Because often these situations erupt into some horrible argument and that's when people die. That's when people die. So and, and you, this shit just isn't on ID. This is life. Real this life. is reality. It happens a lot. Yeah. So you have your you have your 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 to go bag. Mm -hmm. You have all your important documents. You have a plan in a car place. keys to a car. Right. Mm -hmm. You have a plan in place, an escape plan in place. Cash money. You have you've told some family that will be there to support you, mm -hmm. and you have not told the abuser. No, the emotional abuser. You have not let them on to the fact that you're going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then what? That's not going to help. Okay. Right. It, telling them, we think that like that just might turn them around, but it's not going change, to. Right. So no. after you have your to-go plan and all of that in place, what's next? So you leave, you have a car, you grab the kids, especially if you have children, you plan your escape on when you're going to get out. You immediately file a protection order. So most facilities that you go to, women's shelters here uh, up in Lapeer County, where I live is Lakata. You can look online anywhere and you will be able to find support shelters that will take you and your children in. If they can't for that night, they will pay for hotels. Do not tell me you don't have any money. Okay. okay. They will help you. They will get you in a hotel and they will pay for it. It's going to be, you know, a circle eight or something like that, but at least you'll be safe. There's also the the National Domestic Violence Hotline mm -hmm. that someone can call. Mm -hmm. um, they are 24-7. They have um, over 200, they have English, Spanish, and 200 other languages that they can communicate in. And that number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number 24-7 in all languages, 1-800-799-7233. And we'll leave that number in the description. Yes. Additionally, you can text START to 88788. That's start to 88788. And that will help get you the advocacy that you need to help you. And be willing and open to get the help. Once you get to like the shelter, once you get to the shelter, you have your family in place. No one's telling anybody everything. Everybody is shut down. You don't tell the abuser one thing. Okay. You, you will automatically be able to get an order of protection in place. You have to have that. You can't be within 100 feet or more of you or your children, depending on the degree of the violence. Um, remember though, this is not going to be an easy trek. Once things are settled and done, you'll have to keep that order of protection in place. You may have to at some points because these children are entitled to see their fathers or their mothers, unfortunately, but they are because you right. have babies with these people. Um, you'll have to have designated areas, possibly with the police in charge there to help with the exchange of the children and so forth. 
but you know, extensive mental help for you and your children and understanding where you went wrong in thinking that this was a safe relationship and potentially had something to do with um, a track record you've had of picking abusive men. It's all about working on the process of getting healthier and getting better for sure. The person who's experiences mental health, mm-hmm. they receive counseling, they're moving forward, they're into a better place. Yeah. If, if their partner receives mental health mm-hmm. and they say, oh, he's done the work, it will get better now, and I go mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. does this cycle end? Usually not. So the cycle, of usually not. Like, it, it usually does not. It usually does not end well. So often I've seen this. I'll talk about the cycle of abuse real quick. But often I've seen this. Um, women who see their, they haven't seen their abuser in months and months and decide to have a talk. They right. see him, sorry, this is how I felt and this is what I wanted and this is what I really needed from you. And all that does is elicit all that emotion back in them, all that control of you fucked me over, you left me, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna beat your ass, kill your ass or do something horrible to you. I'm gonna make your life miserable. Do not ever engage your abuser again. Don't see them, don't look at them, do not be around them. Don't try to have a civil conversation with them. It's not going to work. It's only going to re-stimulate all of that within them. And now you're at the front again. So the person who's been abused, whether it be verbally or physically, yes, and they go back and they want to have their 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 say and make that person, the abuser, understand he or it's she never gonna will, understand. is not going to understand. No, because no. it's about control. Okay, and they have lost a possession. Okay, they have lost a possession. So the cycle of abuse, just so anybody out there who wants to know what it feels like, if I'm being abused, am I being abused? It is, it starts out in the honeymoon phase, gifts, treats, trinkets, here you go. Then there's the build, you know, you're like, I'm so in love. Of course he can change. He's a great man. Then it builds up to, then the buildup comes along, right. the buildup. Okay. The buildup is tension, anxiety, walking on eggshells. Everything you say is stupid. This food sucks. Throwing plates. Right. I don't know. Shoving you, demanding sex, even sexual marital uh, rape, even, um, aggressive behavior, anything like that. And then the explosion, then they lose their mind, picking an argument with you, trying to find an argument with you. And then it turns into a full-blown free-for-all. This is where kids and children get hurt and, and the women and the men. And then at this point, that's at some point along this, the person who's being abused has to have their plan in order to leave. Yes. They have to have their to-go bag with all their important documents. Mm-hmm. They have to have a place to go. Mm-hmm. They have to have a family or a friend who can support them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell the abuser. No. And they flee. Absolutely. Get Squirrel out. away your money. Keep some pocket change in case you literally have to use a payphone. I don't know if there is one anywhere, but make sure you have a little bit of change for that. Memorize your phone numbers. And remember, they're not going to change. People tell us who they are. We just don't listen. Last piece of advice before we go today. What's the first thing a woman should look at when she starts a new relationship. Are there signs? Are they too good to be true? Are they overwhelming you? Do they want to start the relationship too fast? Are they telling you I love you too soon? Are they smothering you? All of this is not healthy. You have your life, they have their life, and you come together when you can. And everybody carries on instead of being enmeshed 
enmeshment is not healthy. We look at that as love, especially women who have never had a lot of love or men, and it is not healthy. You have to find your own love within yourself. Again, as in our discussion today, most of our examples were of women who were experiencing this. Yes. But that's not to say that men can't experience and experience some of the exact same situations with the woman of the relationship doing the controlling and the physical or verbal abuse. Absolutely. And let me mention this. Teenage girls are suffering with this at a very at an exponential exponentially high rate right now. So pay attention so, to your daughters yes. and what they're going through. Watch your kids. If they're in an abusive re- relationship, definitely it can happen. Okay. Gina, thank you so much for going over such a great subject with me that's going to help many women out there. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to this conversation today. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. 